You're listening to Brand to Brand, a B2B marketing show that's safe enough for work, but not safe enough to be on the radio. With your host, Thomas Sterling. What's up, everyone? Today on the show, we're going to be continuing our two-part chat on crypto. We're going to dive deep into Bitcoin and Ethereum to better understand what this means for the future of your brand. All right, let's kick things off. Welcome back, everyone. If you haven't listened to our previous bonus episode, you might want to check it out and then head back here. On the episode before, I interviewed a good friend of mine, Mason Fisher, who shared his deep experience with blockchain technology. Spoiler alert, he even started his own coin. It's some serious shit. And we're whoa, whoa, and we're really looking forward to diving in. V, why are we here? After listening to uh, the interview with Mason, I definitely feel like I better understand blockchain. There's a lot going on there, but I don't think it's something you should shy away from just because the barrier to entry feels so high. <laughs> I 100% agree. Crypto in many ways is the future and people like Mason are betting their careers on it. But I love the fact that he shared that, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but <laughs> he feels like the best is yet to come. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. And I, I will also say that we're primarily a podcast, right? But like we have video recording of this interview. We have the technology. We have the technology. And Mason doing this interview from his car <laughs> made me feel like he was this like renegade, like crypto flying under the radar, just like making his own currency. It's so added to this On a Zoom found, burner phone. On a burner phone, exactly. It's so added to this like anarchy, like dark web vibe that uh, we're going to get into a little bit today. And with that, let's get into it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what? What? Before we just get in the ring oh, okay. and All start right. swinging, I feel like we need to set some ground rules for this fight. This is for those of you who are not as educated in the world of crypto, quick Little uh, introduction, otherwise we'll walk this down is, memory lane. Yeah, otherwise we're getting knocked out in the first <laughs> round. Uh, the idea for blockchain was first proposed in 1991. So it's document, an, <laughs> it's a 90s baby. Publishing and revision management, right? Uh, that is correct. Uh, it was a solution for documents to be easily time stamped without being tampered with. So I feel like that's important to set the it stage. It sets the scene with the fact that this technology, which a lot of us never heard of before 2008, actually has a history and goes back all the way to 1991 and with some humble beginnings. Can we kick it off, though? Are you ready now? I think I'm ready to fight. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get ready to rumble! Bitcoin versus Ethereum. Go. I'm going to take Bitcoin, even though I have never bought any cryptocurrency, but I feel good about it. You seem like a Dogecoin to me, but I'll <laughs> I take feel it. like that's an insult. <laughs> I know enough to know that I just got shit on. <laughs> Talk to me about Bitcoin. I'm so fascinated by this newfound understanding, base level understanding of crypto that, again, has this almost like anarchy vibe to it. I'm mm -hmm. I'm getting some like V for, for Vendetta vibes, which is a movie I'm very into. There's something about anonymity relating to this. Yes. That's what draws some That's people exactly to it. what it is. So Bitcoin is a form of digital currency. It was founded in 2009, but it's a mystery. The founder's name is Satoshi Yakamoto, which is synonymous with Bitcoin. However... No one knows who this person is. is it's it, a pseudonym. Is it you? 
Uh, it could be me. <laughs> Cover blown. It could be a group of people. It could it be probably one person. Is. I mean, think about all the work associated with piloting this technology for the first time, developing the ledger that we know of today as Bitcoin. I would be shocked if one person was behind the scenes, but who knows? We still don't know who QAnon is. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> we have to do a brand around <laughs> on that. It's really fascinating. I think a lot of companies are starting to jump on board. You have some major brands, Overstock, AT&T, Twitch, that are starting to use Bitcoin as a verifiable funding source. Bitcoin is the one, let me just say, that also has the, we talked about blockchain needing a rebrand. Mm -hmm. Like the logo looks like Monopoly Bunny. It's not a coin I would necessarily equate with value. It looks like something that you would give a child to play with to learn a little bit about how to manage their finances. But maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's what they're going for. The but hustle. also talking about value, if we converted the proposed net worth of this person or persons, Satoshi Nakamoto, they would be worth billions they could be worth more than jeff bezos if we're if we're thinking about this in terms of uh u.s dollar equivalent which is i'm sorry fucking crazy and if we think about ether as it's also known and other coins are out there as well ethereum has a lot of compelling reasons for people that are trying to figure out which coin to invest in. Ethereum is the technology that powers smart contracts. It's able to close transactions at a faster rate than Bitcoin. And honestly, if we think about what's under the hood, Ethereum's definitely putting more into their technology. Can you tell me about this Ether? Yeah, uh, Ethereum was uh, founded in 2013. Actually started in 2013, finished in 2015. And similar to Bitcoin, it's a form of crypto that people can trade and they can also develop on. A lot of people are just thinking about blockchain and they're thinking about these coins as investment vehicles. But there's also a ton of technology underneath that people are utilizing to build things. So this is the founder of Ethereum talking a little bit about crypto. Welcome and then Vitalik Buterin, who is the co-creator and inventor of Ethereum. You know, we have to level up and we have to like really continue working hard at uh, turning uh, crypto into something that can be really good and valuable for humanity. Let's talk about Elon Musk, because he's mm. able to send out tweets, uh, even just an appearance on SNL can move mm. entire cryptocurrencies. I think it's reasonable to expect a bit of craziness, but uh, oh, I, I do think that the markets will learn that, you know, Elon is not going to um, have this influence forever. Obviously, there's a lot there to cover. And, and, you know, pop culture today, thinking about all of the rise and fall of blockchain, it feels like blockchain and these major cryptocurrencies become really interesting news stories when they're hot. Then they take a tumble. We don't talk about them for six to eight months. And then we all get confronted with the reality of, holy shit, did I miss out on a big opportunity to win big? And that's probably going to continue. But underneath the hood, Ethereum is in this process of going through this massive transition. By the end of this year, they're hoping to ship Ethereum 2, which is going to be the next evolution of their technology, which is going to have faster transaction settlements and a variety of other benefits to the technology that allow people that are building on it to do more. But these are the two top players in the space with the largest market cap. And so if I had to pick between one or the other, my money's on Ethereum. 
Is your money actually, or have you put your money where your proverbial mouth is? Um, Are you an investor? I'd prefer not to answer that. My attorney would answer any further questions on this matter. Yeah, I got a producer in here. I got some money in the market. Shit, you know what? I I'm Mason gonna, got me into it like years ago. So you I know. think I need to start investing, and I just don't know where to start. Again, thinking about where we're at, blockchain is really just starting to get adopted. There will be winners and losers, new brands that come and go and so who knows if either of these juggernauts will be here in 10 years yeah you know what i think often when we come we you know we get in the ring we talk about two brands we don't often really crown uh, a winner but i'm gonna go ethereum because just for the fact that bitcoin has so much of could you even call it market share in terms of crypto they're making new market and there's all these other markets so I don't even know if it's accurate, but just because they are the most popular, I'm going to stand behind who has the best tech. So it sounds like if you're putting your faith in Ethereum, I'm going to say bye-bye Bitcoin. Uh, like McDonald's is popular, but their food's <laughs> trash. <laughs> Ethereum, like for the listener that's still trying to figure out what the heck we're talking about right and now. And Veronica. And Veronica, <laughs> who's, uh, who's listening right now. <laughs> Ethereum acts as both a digital currency and a storage medium for computer code. What the hell does that mean? It means you can program on it and you can trade it. A lot of people, mm. when blockchain first came out, were using blockchain to trade money and do illicit purposes because it's anonymous, all right? And there's something seductive about anonymity on this World Wide Web that we're on. But there's so many advances to come when we think about what can be developed and built on this sort of infrastructure. Yeah, what can, you, what can we do with crypto? What do we see? I mean, there's literally... Asking for a friend. I know. Well, <laughs> the friend is me. Is the friend. I mean, you want your money to be safe and secure, right? Yeah, I don't like to... Uh, danger is not my middle name. Okay, good. <laughs> good. That's good to know. Maybe you bring your birth certificate. We could look it up. If we think about you want your money to be safe and secure, right? That's a prime thing. We in this country are lucky and fortunate to have stable financial instruments and systems that have worked and meant that we've had almost zero inflation. And, and that may change. That honestly may change coming out of the pandemic. But for a lot of people, they're looking for ways to store value, to trade their funds in a way where it's not expensive. If you had a friend overseas and they wanted to send you money right now, it might take days for that transaction to settle. With this technology, it can be almost instantaneous. So isn't there a world where through cryptocurrency, we could create create a universal currency a universal monetary supply yes very interesting you and you can just send value directly like why are we just looping in this no good middleman banks uh it's a great way for you to keep money secure it's not necessarily a great way for you to store value because it's so volatile but that could change very quickly through regulation and otherwise and banks are cool with it over 90 percent of banks uh, according to a survey that I found, are exploring <laughs> blockchain in one facet or another. We can put the uh, references in the show notes for anybody <laughs> that wants to check. And that would cause a 30% reduction in infrastructure costs and a 10% reduction in overhead count. Because as you had explained crypto to me the other day, when you're doing a deal, it's almost like you go to shake someone's hand and then the bank comes in and provides like the little finger hand. Is that what you said? Yeah. like the, Well, yeah. Little... Someone else has to shake the hand for you. Like <laughs> in this world, you can just buy right from the kingpin. Yep. You don't need other levels yep. of, of dealers. 
Uh, are you going drug reference? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Hey, pot's legal. We're, <laughs> hey, we're filming from Massachusetts. We can say it. Transactions are transparent <laughs> as well, which is great. And beyond that, some people are starting to use this to prove identity. So believe it or not, what? Estonia is using blockchain technology for their birth system. So forget your dirty birth certificate that's sitting in a safe somewhere. Hopefully you know where it is. There's a lot of people, 1.1 billion people that can't actually like prove their identity because of some either defunct government, lost records. It's actually a big prevailing thing. And so blockchain is being used there and it's also being used as a digital signature. Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, the creator of Rick and Morty, Dan Harmon, mm -hmm. also the creator of Community, one of the greatest shows of all time, they are creating a blockchain animated series that will heavily rely on blockchain technology for marketing and distribution. I don't know what the F that means, but that sounds really exciting. It what does that mean? It sounds like a brand that has listened to this episode and got into the work <laughs> section. <laughs> you have to think about strategically what blockchain can mean for your business because it has broad ranging implications, some of which we are yet to see. But early adoption um, is your opportunity to kind of get a little bit ahead of the game. And so I guess that was my dodge to not quite answer your question because I'm not totally doge? sure. My doge. <laughs> How Just a little heck? crypto humor for the folks at home. <laughs> So, obviously, I talked about being able to prove identity. Ownership is another thing. And this gets into ETFs and all sorts of other things. But the concept of blockchain allows only one person to own something. So you can digitally reconcile the fact that only one person owns something. That's predicated on the entire existence of the ability for you to trade funds through these coins. It, like anything else on your computer, you can copy and paste. You can't copy and paste with blockchain because of the digital nature of the ledger. So... I think that's just not something that's something that's sometimes lost on people. And that's where digital art is these non-fungible tokens. I can create a piece of art. I can sell it to you and I can know that you're not going to duplicate it and make a bunch of mixtapes and give it to your friends. Yeah. Speaking of NFTs, the Fox Entertainment CEO actually came out and said that this show that Dan Harmon's producing is actually going to be an advertiser-focused, artist-first, animation-obsessed com company that Fox is. They're going to take advertisers into the world of blockchain-powered tokens, including NFTs. What does this mean? This marketplace that they're creating is going to curate and sell digital goods, ranging from NFTs uh, of a one-of-a-kind character and background art, gifts, what the fuck does any of this mean? I don't know. I think that going off of what we're what we're talking about today, blockchain for the little guy, to then see how these major major brands are going to start to grasp on to NFTs and blockchain is going to be very interesting because right now, as you said, it's not really regulated. It's volatile, but like we could be one step away from that right level of regulation, just like China has. We're one step away from a huge market crash. Oh, that's and then, exciting. And okay. Then, and then we're also one step away from an adoption and some sort of news headline that makes this thing way more mainstream and all of a sudden it 10Xs. That's the thing wow. that's so hard for people that are getting into this.
Two last things I want to talk about, and then let's break into the specifics. Data networks, people are actually, there's some car charging startups that are using blockchain for identification. There's some people that are using it for transportation, for making things greener, et cetera. Blockchain in many ways is for the little guy. The founder of Ethereum said, instead of putting the taxi drivers out of a job, blockchain puts Uber out of a job and lets the taxi drivers work with the customers directly. Getting rid of that middleman. And, and with that... And now for something completely different. So what the hell am I supposed to do with all this new knowledge? I listened to the last episode. I listened to this one. I'm still unclear. Should I put money in? Should I not? How does this really apply to my business? Well, I think first, consider should your brand accept crypto? That's probably the easiest thing, right? There's an opportunity potentially if you have an international audience or you're looking to fundraise where crypto could potentially be impactful and useful for your business. It's also quick transactions and there's no middleman. I mean, if you accept credit cards right now, you're accepting someone collecting 3% or more on every single transaction. How could I spell it out any further, right? The only sort of thing is the risk associated with it going into this highly volatile currency for a short period of time. So if you have someone on your team that's savvy, that's ready to, you know, close out those transactions for you, you know, you could actually find a way to way to do that. And some brands are using that to be brag worthy, newsworthy, etc. But there are tax implications. So consult your CPA. Next, think about what crypto means for the future of your business. A lot of automation is going to happen here. There's not going to necessarily need to be the same levels of manual checks and balances that humans have to do. There's too much human intervention in a lot of what we do in this 21st century world that we live in. Think about how Getting a little lean forward could position your brand to this younger audience that's looking for a job and starting out. And maybe there's an opportunity for you to dig in and realize that there's uh, broad implications for how blockchain could help improve your organization. And take a look and do a little bit of research yourself. The last one, think about the traditional IPO model. Not every brand wants to do that. Not every brand wants to go public. Consider an initial coin offering, ICO. Now, you obviously need to have a little bit more of a tech background. You need to be able to have created a coin to start with. So there's some homework here, but there really is an opportunity now for private organizations to publish something as simple as a white paper, spelling out exactly how long this fundraising period will last, a little bit about your business, et cetera, and boom, you're out there. I think those are some things that people can do to you know, positively actually think about crypto. And for those that are sitting on the sidelines, go to coinbase.com and open up an account, get a screenshot of your driver's license and boom, you're in. That was a lot, but there are some takeaways. First is that crypto does not have to be confusing. Do your research. Thanks to crypto being so popular, mm -hmm. there's so much content out there. Podcasts, books, Forbes articles, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. The second is invest what you're okay saying goodbye to. Do not bet your kid's college fund because it is a bet right now. I'm sorry, it is. I've been to a casino like two times and this seems a little bit similar <laughs> in essence. The best way to understand something for some of our learners uh, is to do. So think about a little bit of money that you're not afraid losing or saying goodbye to. And like you said, sign up for a Coinbase. Start investing, play around with it. I'm giving advice to myself right now. I practice what I preach. I'm going to be doing this. 
The last takeaway is from this conversation, from all the research we've done, from the world that we're seeing evolve around us, this isn't going anywhere. No. It ain't going away. And just because something is novel doesn't mean we should shy away from it. That's we're right. clearly fans of disruption on this podcast. See the opportunity in the anarchy. If your competitors are probably looking into this, you might want it too. And like we said, it ain't going anywhere. So on this podcast, I think I'm ready to reveal Satoshi Nakamoto's identity. Well, let's drum, get a drum roll going. <laughs> drum roll, please. And just like that, you think you're about to win <laughs> and it crashes. And that's the world of crypto people. You just got Rick Roll, baby. <laughs> and with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to Brand to Brand. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends. 